The Lord be with you. Welcome, Trivia Churches, and welcome to those joining us from elsewhere, too. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is keeping very well. Come, let us worship together on this second Sunday of Easter, and what is traditionally called Low Sunday, after the highs of Easter Day. And we focus on the, the encounter of Thomas with the risen Lord. We do have some notices. Please do look at the webpage. There are links to various um, videos and so on. Um, the services in person are happening at Yetim at 10 o'clock and more battle at 11.15. And this Sunday, I'll actually be in, in Kelso Old in Sprouston. Um, so... Ian Clark will be taking the services, aided by Graham and Elizabeth Watson. Um, Kirk Session will meet on Wednesday, the 14th of April at 7pm, and that will be by Zoom, and Susan will send out the link. Um, the only other thing is to remind you, I'm, I'm walking, doing a, a sponsored walk, the Kilt Walk, and that will be the 23rd, 24th of April. April. And there's a link online if you want to, to sponsor. We have our call to worship. In worship and in prayers, Jesus stands among us. In the telling of stories and in signs, Jesus stands among us. In this place and at this moment, Jesus stands among us in joy. And Gordon and Heather are going to, to lead us in the hymn 415, This Joyful Easter Tide.
Let us pray. God of new life, we come to you rejoicing in the mystery of the risen Christ, present among us always, even when we least expect him. We marvel at your constant love, your victory over evil and death, and your resurrecting hope which embraces us in every circumstance. Trusting in these gifts, we seek to live as Easter people in every place and time. Strengthen us with the gift of your Holy Spirit in this time of worship and bless us with your peace. And yet, even as we delight in Easter's promise, we confess a ways that we fail to live it out. Merciful God, we confess there are times when our trust in you weakens. We become anxious about many things. We talk about love, but we're gripped by fear, especially of those who differ from us. We cling to our personal agendas and forget your call to live as a community of believers. Forgive us for seeking our own interests before the needs of others. And so open our eyes to the many signs of your love for us, through the power of your Holy Spirit, rekindle our passion for you so we can work together to witness to your love. And hear the words of the risen Christ. Peace be with you. And so receive the peace and forgiveness of Christ and rejoice in his gift of new life this day and every day. And now we join in the words of of Jesus, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our first reading comes from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, and reading from verse 32, and is a, a, a very ideal picture of the early church. We read, Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Amen. And we turn to, to John's Gospel, John chapter 20, and from verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood, stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. 
And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed in them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen me, and yet have come to believe. Amen. And this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we're going to, to hear a, a, a song from Songs of God's People, chapter 7. Alleluia, alleluia. And we have our weekly prayer. Let us pray. Faithful God, we praise you for the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. As Jesus stands among us now, we see the bodily marks of his saving love. May we live as those who believe in the triumph of the cross and that believing we have life in his name. 
Amen. Maybe it's an occupational hazard, but I love walking round graveyards. I find it fascinating to go and look at all the old stones. Some have marvellous carvings on them of angels, of crossbones, and the inscriptions can tell us so much about the history of the area. But as time goes by, a lot of the inscriptions have become eroded. And so I was very happy to find that a few of our members had actually gone round the churchyards in the Roxburgh and Berwickshire area, painstakingly cataloguing the grave, maybe some 20 years ago. Easter is a time when we think of graves. For Jesus was buried in a tomb. But the tomb could not hold Jesus, and the stone blocking it was rolled away. Jesus had risen, had risen, and of course we celebrated that last Sunday on Easter Day. Mary had encountered her risen Lord, and she ran to tell the disciples, He is risen, I have met the Lord. Now, put yourself in the disciples' shoes. What would your reaction be? Probably you would have felt that the death of Jesus had somehow affected Mary's mind and that she was imagining things, though she seemed to speak with such conviction. Just as Jesus had been closed in the tomb, so the disciples had hidden themselves away and locked the door. They were terrified, perhaps justifiably. They thought that maybe they would be nicked, that they would be arrested. And Mary's assertion that she'd met Jesus just added to that mix of jumbled emotions. But in our reading today from John's Gospel, Jesus suddenly stood among them. Locked doors or not, he was there. And he spoke words of peace and he spoke words of forgiveness. And they would have needed that for they had deserted him. They'd run away. They'd let him down when he, they, he needed them most. In their confusion, in their grief, when their whole world was turned topsy-turvy, Jesus spoke words of peace. And as we have been isolated and shut in our homes, Jesus still speaks his words of peace to us. Peace which is comforting, yes, but also the peace which liberates. But one of the disciples was missing when Jesus appeared. Thomas wasn't there. Now, maybe he was braver than his friends had gone out for the shopping or to see the lie of the land, hear if they were liable to be arrested. We don't know where he was, but certainly he wasn't in the room. And when he was told that Jesus had appeared to his friends, he poo-pooed the idea. Doubting Thomas, we call him, rather unfairly. I rather prefer to think of him as questioning Thomas. And, and really, by his questioning, by his looking for proof, he's really the patron saint of all the researchers who've been carrying out the work 
on the, 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 the COVID vaccine. We live in a world of fake news, social media, where we have to, to sift through so much to find out what actually is true. And I think Thomas can be our patron saint in that as well. But also in our faith, because I think our faith is always strengthened by asking questions about what we believe. Jesus did appear again, though a whole week later. And he shows Thomas the marks of the nails in his hands, the mark of the spear in his side. He still had the scars that speak of sacrifice. It was the same Jesus who'd been nailed to the cross, who was willing to die to show us the height and breadth and depth of God's love. And, and to me, that's vitally important. Jesus still bore the scars and so can still speak to our wounded, suffering world today. Christ showed Thomas his wounds. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God, one of the most heartfelt affirmations of faith we find in the Gospels. And from there, the disciples became transformed into an Easter people, ready to turn the world upside down with their belief in the risen Christ. No longer were they behind locked doors, but rather out into the world. We too are an Easter people, ready with our questioning and with our faith to be as Christ to those around us during this challenging time. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And... There is a hymn, 432, How Often We Like Thomas.
Let us pray. Generous God, we thank you for the hope and joy we find in your resurrecting power. Bless the gifts we bring so they may spread that hope and joy in the world that you love. Thank you, loving God, for your renewing presence in our lives, for all the many blessings we have, for family, for friendship, for shelter and food, for medical care and local services, all the things we take for granted, but we're so grateful for them. We pray for your world and pray for all who are feeling fearful and worried, and overwhelmed, especially as the months of pandemic restrictions stretch on. Pray for those who face violence and unrest in countries around the world and also at home in our own community. And we think of the unrest in Northern Ireland. We pray for our national and local leaders, especially at election time for the Scottish Parliament. Be with all as they work for our communities to recover from the pandemic. We pray for our congregation, for Christians around the world, especially those who face persecution. We think of our neighbours, especially of those who who find it a struggle to, to live, and those who know rejection and discrimination. We pray for all who are ill or in pain or in grief. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts. Bring them comfort and strength. Lord Jesus, reveal to them your risen presence. And so, God, our maker, hear our prayers and use us in ways we may not yet even imagine to respond to those around us with the love that we see in Jesus and in the confidence we draw from his resurrection. Amen. Our closing hymn is part of him 404, I Danced in the Morning. Thank you.
And now our benediction, risen Christ, no tomb could hold you, no door could shut you out. Bless us with your presence and fill us with your peace. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you, with those whom you love, wherever they may be, now and always. Amen.